We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. On Overtime Media. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. I am one of your temporary hosts. I'm a temporary co-host to this guy right here, this glorious Star Wars nerd. You know him, you love him, Eric Trickle. Eric, dude, you know, it's hard for me to find someone that is as big of a geek about Star Wars as I am. I don't display it quite so on, you know, on on the front of my sleeve, so to speak, as you do. But, dude, you're a freaking Star Wars nerd, and I love it. I'm here for that, bro. Yeah, I mean, for years, I, you know, a lot of people find different ways to escape, you know, reality, so to speak. A lot of people do music. Mine was always Star Wars, Star Wars books, Star Wars video games. It was that's always was my escape, you know, fantasy world kind of stuff. Video what's, games. What's your fi- what's the best Star Wars video game of all time? Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Like that, that, that's probably like any almost anybody you ask who's played a lot of Star Wars games. That's probably the one that they will tell you is Knights of the Old Republic. But are you one of the? Bear with this one second, game. We're gonna get into Broncos trust. Are you one of those? star wars fans that just because it's star wars you love it doesn't matter what it is or do you watch things with a critical eye for example what did you think of ahsoka what did you think very very cliff notes version what did you think of that and uh, obi-wan i was disappointed in both i go i go in with a lot of excitement and everything and i i will always love any star wars product always just because it is star wars but it doesn't mean i can't sit back and take a critical look at it Ahsoka for me, what made it so disappointing was it was Dave Filoni's Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's baby. It's she's his character and everything. And it just was kind of a, a letdown, even though even though it was a continuation of Star Wars Rebels, which was a great show, it just kind of felt a little lackluster with the storytelling yeah. element. Oh man. Well, guys, I know you're not here for Star Wars talk, so appreciate your indulgence and patience. Hope you're all doing well. It's a Friday before the Denver Broncos are going to be taking on the Houston Texans, both teams sitting at six and five. And Eric, we published the Mile High Roundtable uh, this morning. For those of you who read it, you know how I view this game and you know how Eric views this game. But uh, in case you didn't, I picked the Broncos to win. Eric, you picking them to lose this one. So tell me, 
why you're feeling bearish about the Broncos' outlook this this particular week going against a, a Texans team at home. One of the big things has been the Texans' ability for those explosive plays. And while the Broncos' defense has been great, a lot of that is carried because of the turnovers. They've still been allowing explosive plays at a higher rate than you want to see. And on the road, going into Houston, and basically what a lot of people are calling a pre-playoff game, a lot of playoff implications, playoff implications in this game, I am not sure the turnovers will happen as they have. Doesn't mean they might not get one or two, but you know the three or four that they've been able to sustain, I just don't see it. And then as even though the offense hasn't been a super issue, I have a hard time seeing them come out of their shell with what they've been doing and be able to keep up with the Houston Texans a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody is still waiting for the other shoe to drop on, right, as far as these turnovers. And as great as it's been to see, it really does feel like we're living in a, in like a fairy tale version of the Denver Broncos, not just because they're winning, but this takeaway streak. It is historic. Uh, and it feels that way for a reason because it is actually historic. Like you think back to the 2015 Broncos and just how dynamic the playmakers were on that squad, especially rushing the passer and forcing bad decisions and whatnot. But like I, there was not a streak like this. I mean, they got their share of takeaways, but there was never a streak quite like this. The playoffs, you know, that's where things really got juicy for the Broncos. But um, I think, Eric, the big fly in the ointment, I mean, we keep hearing about, oh, it's unsustainable and all that. Maybe it is, and, and perhaps eventually the law of averages is going to come crashing down on the Broncos. But what actually perturbs me about the whole takeaway streak is, overall, the offense's inability to capitalize on short fields and great, you know, great field position to open drives. And it's really kind of head-scratching, Eric, when you consider um, – the offensive prowess and acumen with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson combined. So what do you attribute that to? You've, you, you study these games uh, as much, in fact, more than probably anyone at MHH breaking down the film for all the content you provide. How do you explain, not justify, not make light of or, or excuse, but how do you explain this inability to, to capitalize on these turnovers? For me, the biggest one it comes down to, and not that Sean Payton has done a terrible job, but after they get a turnover, if they get the ball in the opposing territory, his play calling is very different than if they're starting off on their own 20 or 25, 30 yard line. He has been very content to run, run, run. And if it leads to fourth down, well, we get three points out of it at the very least. It just seems very comfortable in the fact that at the very least, we're walking away with three points instead of, hey, let's go get a touchdown because and take shots because we have the three point in the bag. So that's one of the things we saw a little bit more of a change against the Browns, which was nice to see. But they got it. It's something that they got to do consistently. And that's probably my biggest issue with Sean Payton for the whole season, really, is that when they have had the ball in good field position, they haven't done been able to capitalize it. And it largely falls on play calling. Yeah, it was better. I'm glad you brought that up. It was better last week. The Broncos, uh, at least in the red zone, they went three for five. That means they converted three of their five possessions that went inside the 20 into touchdowns. That is a big improvement over the numbers that have been. So it's it's been a concern. And, you know, if the takeaways continue to happen, 
that that that's just a metric that really does have to improve. A few quick hellos here. Of course, as always, we got Dylan helping us moderate the chat on YouTube. Appreciate you, big dog. Um, Malcolm, a hello to you, my friend. MHH, you're in our, our thoughts and prayers through this holiday season, my friend. Uh, believe that. Zach, David, appreciate you guys. William, jumping in the chat early. Todd Ostendorf, a definite regular. Uh, Big Earn in the house. What's going on, Big Earn? We see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, but guys, we're going to get into some of these um, topics, some of the matchups, the the task that uh, is before the Broncos this week. I mean, the Texans are are no joke. Six and five, dynamic rookie quarterback. Uh, but tonight, as you can see, I'm not Lance Sanderson. I moved some things around because Lance couldn't make it to to do this. But I do have a thing I have to get to tonight with uh, one of my kids, so we do have to keep this stream relatively short that means any topics questions super chats all that get it in the chat asap and i promise you we will get to it uh but first things first eric i want to ask you um about this quarterback i'm sure you've spent in fact i know you've spent a lot of time looking at him and breaking him down so far what uh, what's your read on him as far as what how he wins and you know the flip side to that coin how the Broncos uh, stop him from winning. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, one of the things that really stand out with watching, watching him is how quickly he is processing information. 
when during college, I saw this stat earlier, his average time to throw in college was a little over six seconds. Well, in the NFL now, it's significantly faster than that. Or sorry, his average time to throw under pressure was about six seconds. Now when he's getting under pressure, it's about four seconds. So he's handling pressure better. He's seeing things better and quicker, and it's helping him make big plays and obviously helping that Tank Dell has been absolutely phenomenal for them with how quickly he's been able to get open and just provide himself as an opening, an outlet to get the ball. Um, there is, it's very hard to confuse what CJ, uh, confuse CJ Stroud. A lot of teams, they've been mixing up, you know, man and zone. Some teams who are predominantly man are going more zone against the Texans and it's failing. Teams that are predominantly zone are going more man and it's failing. So he's just been doing well consistently against all of it. You just got to hope that he you can confuse him enough to capitalize a few a couple times in a game and get that get that interception um and then do as much as you can to just keep the ball in his hands play tight coverage because they don't have much of a running game and their offensive line well it's not terrible it's not great either especially with how many injuries they are dealing with and they have just lost a big player on their offensive line for the season with Titus Howard going down Monica, thank you for checking in on Facebook. We appreciate your support. She says, hey, gang, Massachusetts gal here. See, you are living proof, Monica, that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. She's saying here, Eric, pounding the table for more Marvin Mims. And if you look at the uh, last few games, you know, the, the Broncos basically iced him out for the better part of a month after that two fumble game against the Jets. But if you look at the last couple, he's averaging about three opportunities, three, four opportunities a game, uh, at least over the last two or three weeks, if memory serves, for sure the last two. So do you think that's a sign, Eric, of him not necessarily having earned back trust, but the Broncos saying, all right, we're we're willing to now give you a, a little bit more of a bite at this apple, and perhaps there could be something coming? Because that first quarter of the season, I mean, that dude was a dynamic playmaker on offense. You know, in the first four games, he put himself on pace to easily eclipse 1,000 yards receiving, and then the Jets game, then he gets iced out. So the Broncos have missed that explosive downfield, you know, twitchy vertical. I mean, Cortland Sutton going up and getting things, and especially in the red zone, has been phenomenal, but that blowing dudes off the ball and just getting past guys could use it because Russell Wilson, that's one of – it's always been one of his strengths is he's an accurate moon ball guy. Yeah. I mean, even during that freeze time, they were still getting him on the field. He was still about his season average, even during that first quarter of it. Um, last few games, he's been upwards of like 45, 50 snaps playing, playing a lot more, being out there on the field a lot more, which does kind of signal that they're looking at trying to help him get the, get the ball in the hands more, help him, you know, have create those opportunities. Um, and they've been there. There have been some shots open um, for open deep that haven't been taken, not just because Russell Wilson doesn't want to throw it, but because pressure. I know against the Bills or the Vikings, there was one of them where he seemed to Russell Wilson seemed to see Mims deep, but he couldn't sit there and reset and then make the throw because the pressure was under there. So he ended up having to check it down. So they're they're looking for those opportunities and keeping on the field a little bit more than they are or a lot more than they were is helping them create those opportunities because if he's only playing 17 snaps a game and half of them are as a run blocker well you're not constantly getting it and maybe one of those snaps like he can blow by them but now you're giving a chance to use that speed more often 
especially with how they've been wearing down defenses to his, where his speed can capitalize. Well said. A shout out and a thank you to the first face etched on the MHH Mount Rushmore. This guy right here, Stu McPeak. We call him Zeus. Love you, Zeus. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for the support tonight. It means the world to us. <coughs> um, and curious to see, curious to know, Stu, how you feel about this game. Um, obviously, everybody wants the Broncos to win, but how are you feeling about this shaking out? Let us know in the chat, Stu. We definitely want to know. Uh, shout out also to the Ronk. There's a Gronk and there's a Ronk. Just drop the G. And it's this guy right here who is there for every stream. He's there giving props on, on social media after and in between streams. He's contributing to the conversation during streams. And we love you, Mike. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you, big dog. And he's a regular for you guys too, Eric. He's a regular for everybody, the Ronk. Yeah, we see him every week, and it's always great to see him here and throwing his support. And then it's always nice to see that tweet on the on X now afterwards of telling us that we we did a great job. It's always great to see you here, Ronk. I guess instead of my right. we normally say that's <laughs> right. Uh, Grady, good to see you tonight, my friend. Been coming on strong uh, of late, and we really appreciate you. Uh, really means a lot the support, and this is a a channel MHH where. If someone gives us 50 cents of their hard-earned dollars uh, in support of what we do, we take that as a great honor and a great, great, great uh, with with a lot of, of gratitude. So thank you very much, my friend. And Phil down in Tucson, uh, definitely a superstar checking in saying, you guys think our defense can get pressure on C.J. Stroud? Buckham with a B, YouTube, Go Broncos, MHH for life. Uh, Eric, for what it's worth, I'm just going to set this up and let you go ahead and tee off on it. The Houston Texans rank 23rd in the NFL. So they are a bottom 10 team in sacks allowed. They've allowed 24. And think about how much in your mind's eye Russell Wilson has been sacked this season. CJ Stroud's been sacked one time more. So the Broncos uh, have 23. Uh, or pardon me. Pardon me, guys. I, I'm reading off the defense. The Houston Texans have allowed 27 sacks. My bad. Uh, the Broncos have allowed 33. So the Broncos are bottom 10. The Texans are middle of the pack. But the Broncos, uh, Eric, as far as defensively, they're not so hot either. They're bottom 10. So this does seem like an opportunity if the if the edge guys don't come to play where if you don't get to Stroud, you're going to have some problems. Yeah, he doesn't. Absolute great job handling pressure. So if you're not getting home, you, you better be making sure things are short up on the back end because he will make you pay for it. They are um they are eleventh in pass blocking efficiency from pro football focus. And this focuses on um it's weighted towards sacks allowed and it's all focused on the fault. So of those 27 sacks the Texans have allowed, pro football focus puts only 12 of them at the fault of the offensive line. That means that tight ends, running backs, and even CJ Stroud himself are responsible for the other ones. Um, so they're doing a, the offensive line's doing a great, doing a pretty solid job overall, but it doesn't mean that you can't get pressure on them, especially with the way the Broncos have been able to get pressure. Their four man rushes have been one of the more effective four man rushes in the NFL this season. And that is crucial for them with what they want to do on defense. We're trying to drop people in coverage a little bit more. But it also opens up Vance Joseph's ability to be a little bit more creative, try to do a little, be a little bit more disguising with who's coming, who's not, 
and use different personnel packages. Over the last few weeks, we've seen them use a little bit more of like Zach Allen, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, and Baron Browning all lined up on the line with the three edge defenders lined up next to each other. Right. And so it's just creating a little bit more and a little bit more that Stroud has to read and basically uh, correctly call. And then, as I mentioned to you, as good as the Texans line has been, according to this metric of from pro football focus, they still lost their starting right tackle. And that is a huge loss for them because Titus Howard has been, was having a pretty solid season. Yeah. I'm going to be curious to see how, how creative VJ does get in this particular game. Um, I think there might be times he's going to have to throw some numbers at him. And you're right, dude. It's been really cool to see how creative he has gotten at times with some of his different blitz packages, some of the stunts and twists and different things that they've run, even when it's a four man rush. And it just goes to show like my hats off to him, how poorly this defense started and how badly he was being castigated and calls for his head in including yours. Truly. Like I was going to look, you gave up 70 points and almost 800 yards of offense. Like, why do you have a job? But Sean Payton, you know, uh, at the time we we're like, look, the only way you get to week five or pardon me, week four, uh, and he's still got a job is either Sean Payton is the smartest guy in the, in the room, or he believes he's the smartest guy in the room. Meaning he either uh, wants to go on believing deludedly that VJ is the guy or he genuinely Eric trusted his read and decision to hire him as the defensive coordinator. And it's come out in the wash that it was the latter, you know, that he was, he just trusted his read of VJ and boy, have the Broncos been, uh, they've been blessed for it. And I'm happy to eat that crow all day long, dude, because it's been really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I can't remember what week it was, but I remember writing an article about what the Broncos should be considered doing with the defensive court, with the defensive side of the ball. And the nuclear option was firing Vance Joseph. I remember writing that article, um, but also adding to it is the Sean Payton's taking a step back. Cause one of the big things that Sean Payton wanted was he wanted that Vic Fangio style defense, which is something that Vance Joseph has no experience running. And over those first four weeks, you were seeing that lack of experience. Talked about it a lot with Lance on Dove Valley Divers. He was calling coverages that you don't see on first down because you're turning the backs of the corners to the to the ball. You see them on third and longs, but he's calling them on first down, second shorts. So he just wasn't familiar with it. And then after that shellacking they took against the Dolphins, he started to ease up and he started letting Vance Joseph do a little bit more. You know, the Tampa 2 stuff that is pretty common in Vance Joseph's defenses. But on top of that, the personnel changes, personnel changes that Vance Joseph supposedly a um, couple people has mentioned it. Nothing's been confirmed that Vance Joseph wanted to make before the season of trying to get rid of, you know, a couple of those older pass rushers and turning to the younger guys. Um, and then, of course, making putting Jaquan McMillan, who's been absolutely phenomenal for them. All of this has really helped turn this defense around and just be so much better than they were. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick, aloha right back at you, my friend. Um, Chad, are we still, <clears throat> pardon me, wanting BJ to go? Heck no. Not at all. No way, dude. Again, that's a that's a sword I will fall on. You know, and that's one thing that we try to pride ourselves on here at MHH is, you know, if we espouse a take or we make a prediction or something like that that uh, turns out to be freezing cold or, you know, through the fullness of time revealed to be incorrect, I was taught by a mentor that the quicker you admit you're wrong when you're wrong, the more credibility uh, that you get from people who work for you and with you. And in this case, people who are listening and listening to you and reading your articles and stuff like that. Then the guys who will doggedly gloss over it or double down and try to just because they think that if they are seen admitting they're wrong, then it totally crushes their. So I'm happy to admit in the case of Vance Joseph. My call to say, why are you still employing this guy? Fire him after the Miami game was completely wrong. And in fact, I think, Eric, that if the Denver Broncos continue on this streak uh, and and make the playoffs, I don't care what format, how it looks, if they make the playoffs, I think Vance Joseph is in the running for assistant coach of the year. Like he has been that just the story, just like the human interest aspect of how this season unfolded for him. Also it being, of course, the fact that coming back to the city where he was a failed head coach and all those tropes, man, like don't sleep on that possibility. And, and Sean Payton also, if the Broncos make the playoffs in the running for coach of the year. Yeah, I definitely agree there. And I think one of the things too, with the turnaround, especially if he keeps it up, I don't think he's going to be widely considered. He might get a couple interviews for a head coach this off season, but if he keeps it up and carries over into next year and even shows improvements over next year, I would not be surprised if his name is a hot name for the for a head coach job after the 2024 season. I mean, the turnaround, the the way he has players believing in him and what he's doing as well. I mean, what was it when he was hired to be the head coach here? He was a leader of men. That is still a trait that you need to have from your head coach. Yep. And a lot of guys, they go and they learn from their first time and i'm sure he's learned from it and i'm sure he's picking up even more stuff that can help him from sean payton and you uh, know who, who's also a leader of men eric is D'Amico ryan's mm-hmm. and uh this is this is true mr producer the winner of broncos texans that team and the coaches thereof that gets a leg up on the whole coach of the year sweepstakes because there's a story in houston right now going as well yeah i mean the confidence that, and I can't remember who it was they're talking about that we're talking about it today, but the confidence that D'Amico Ryan's is coaching with, and that all of his players are buying into. I mean, it's easy to see when you listen to him, when you watch what he does, why he was so coveted by Greg Penner and company to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, and before he turned them down to go back to Houston. I mean, dude's bright. He's bright on the defensive side of the ball, and he's got a really good understanding that he. Self-admittedly, help 
pick up from his time working under Kyle Shanahan. And he's done, they've done a great job there in Houston. And uh, I'm, re- I'm really excited for it because Houston is one of those teams that I've had a soft spot for just because they were always so bad despite having some good players there for a while. And so it's great to see them doing well. But obviously, even though I don't think they do, I hope they lose this game because Broncos come first. Yeah, man, it's it's weird how things work out. And it was also very savvy of uh, D'Amico to bring Bobby Sloak with him from San Francisco, who has done a really great job. Things just lined up perfectly for Ryan's. Like <clears throat> I talked about this on the Mile High Huddle podcast earlier this week, but when there were the rumors that he was basically shutting down any and all interest except Houston, he wanted the Houston jobs. Like, you know, how? what do you mean? That's great opportunity in Denver, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the feeling of uh, sour grapes and being rebuffed notwithstanding. You look at what he was he was interested in. Young team, yes, definitely needs that leader of men, but the resources they had in the draft um, and all that, dude, it's worked out perfectly. You get two cornerstone players immediately in your very first draft, including the most important, which is a franchise quarterback. I mean, we don't know what the future holds, but what we've seen from C.J. Stroud thus far, Eric, Definitely looks like quarterback is solved for Houston uh, for the foreseeable future. So uh, I guess it does make a little bit more sense why he was so intrigued, wanted that job. Troy, bro, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Really means a lot on a Friday night like this. Appreciate you. He says, hey, guys, I can't join, but I wanted to support his message. Run, 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 deep ball. Please have a great show. Thank you, buddy. Do you think you were going to see more deep balls? I mean, we've talked a little bit about it tonight, but do you think – that's going to – there have been a lot of like – you know, if you actually read the roundtable, uh, the different entries from all the different writers and podcasters at MHH making their pr- predictions and picks, there's a lot of people both at MHH and at the NFL level, national level, who feel like – you know, we can get into some of the reasons why, but Eric, feel like things are about to explode in a positive way for this uh, Broncos offense that's been – ball control, you know, uh, run oriented, et cetera. Does that begin this week? Because as you mentioned earlier, you know, there's a, uh, the vulnerability of the Texans is their passing defense. So it does seem to line up if you're Sean Payton going, now's the time to kind of unleash the horses, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the Texans. I can't remember who it was, but they have the, basically the strength of remaining schedule based off of passing defense and rushing defense. The rem- over the remaining games, the Broncos have the strongest opponents against rushing against the run and the weakest against the pass. So this is a great time for them to sit there and start getting that passing game going. And deep shots can help do that, and especially against the Houston Texans. They rank 23rd in explosive pass rate allowed for their defense. They, I mean, it, that's, that's a huge number. That has been something when I watched over them that has always been an issue of theirs. And part of it is that they have a young safety who's not playing very well, and they have some issues at cornerback as well. Um, Steven Nelson has been playing good for them. Derek Singley has been hit or miss. They've had issues in the slot. So there are definitely openings for them, and this can help. You know, we were talking about Marvin Mims earlier, the issues they have in the slot, the Texans. This is a good opportunity to get Marvin Mims involved by attacking the slot, attacking vertically, and challenging Jalen Petrie's deep ball ability because that's where he's been struggling with this would be this this perfect time to start because it's going to get a little bit tougher 
um, over the next couple weeks. Not so much the Chargers game, but the Detroit Lions. They're a little bit tougher of a passing defense to play. So now is the time to start getting in rhythm, getting it, opening up the passing offense, just because then you can just try and sustain it. And when you get to the playoffs, you're going to be have to be able to pass the ball. Eric, I want to grab a couple of questions from guys doing a great job of helping us keep the conversation going while we're live. Starting with uh, Guaranteed, who's had a few good questions in there tonight, but I know this is probably something, this is an answer you probably have. He wants to know, and thank you, um, what's the stat show over the last few games for protecting Russ as the Broncos, you know, have improved, meaning, you know, this win streak and their scoring points and all that. How have they been looking from a from a pass protection perspective on Russ? Because uh, right before we went live tonight, I published an article of Keith's, uh, Keith Cummings, that focused and centered around a PFF uh, tweet saying, hey, look at Russell Wilson's very good statistics under pressure this season. But how has he looked? How, how has the O-lineman been doing uh, in protection? I cannot give enough praise to make up for all the trash I talked about Lloyd Cushenberry last year. He has taken his game to a whole new level. Quinn Miners is playing at an all-pro level. Garrett Bowles is playing extremely well. Ben Powers has his hit-or-miss moments. Mike McGlinchey, I think this is the big one that's very underrated. He still has his issues, but he is so much better than he was to the start of the season. And on top of that is when you're looking at you know the different stats and stuff like that, the, the numbers with this offensive line, they're about the same overall in terms of rankings, but they are doing better. They're allowing fewer pressures, even though they still rank, they rank uh, fifth currently in pressures from weeks nine on. But over the season, I think they rank like eighth or ninth in pass blocking efficiency. They currently, you know, from weeks nine to t- uh, 12 or nine to now, they rank fifth also in that. Um, whereas I think they rank like 10th or ninth um for the whole season so there, there's improvements there and it's just more consistency from them all early on in the season quinn Miners wasn't playing great he had a lot of bad habits and there seemed to be a lot more communication issues particularly between him and mike mcglinchey that was creating problems and creating pressures um and so you know as time went on the chemistry was built up and this it's reflecting with how this offensive line has improved i like this one todd I'm hearing echoes of an actual Bridge the Gap lyric here. I want VJ to say, let loose the dogs of war or revenge is a dish best served cold and there is no place colder than space. I like that. I've never heard the the colder than space one. That's pretty cool, you know. Um, all right, guys, this is the last call. Any burning questions that you might have, get them in the chat. We I got to get out of here very, very soon. Uh, but I want to, be, before we we move on to the next topic here, Give some props to Claude. So good to see you tonight, my friend. Really appreciate you. He says, we can win this. Feels good for that to be true again. I see a big game for this team on Sunday. Go Broncos. You know, the Broncos have had a lot of success against the Texans. I mean, the Texans have only existed, Eric, since 2002. But as a series, uh, the Broncos are 6-3 and all-time against the Texans in regular season play. And... Uh, Let's see. They normally give me the the road stats here, but it's not jumping out. In recent memory, Eric, they've done well at at uh, in Houston's house as as well. So, like, a lot of the things are lining up here. But it's important to remember, Texans get paid too. 
and there's a lot that they have on the line. I mean, like Scott mentioned in our our uh, our private chat here in the control room, you know, both these both teams have a lot on the line. Both teams are very motivated in a positive sense. There's a lot there at stake for the taking, but you don't get to take it unless you win. So the, I, I foresee this being a little bit high, higher scoring game potentially, Eric, with some fireworks. I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to just sit back and what did they do last week? They ran the ball 39 times. I'm not sure this is going to be a format that allows for the Broncos to uh, rush it 39 times. Yeah, this is definitely a game where they need to be able to move the ball, move the ball quickly, and keep up because the the Texans, they will get their explosive plays. It may not be as as often as they have for the rest of the season. The Broncos may be able to shut them down, but they are still going to find those openings, and they are still going to find explosive plays. So you got to be able to you know, eat up clock, which is where the run game comes in. They can't abandon it, but you still have to be able to score quickly. And the Broncos at times have flashed that, it's just not something they've been able to do consistently. And even before, you know, this win streak where they've really focused on running the ball, eating the clock and, you know, time of possession aspect of it. So that is something that they got to do. Um, just stay balanced on offense. You'll be able to get yours in the running game. You'll be able to get yours in the passing game. Do what you can to eat up clock and keep CJ Stroud off the field to limit the amount of explosive opportunities that they have and then take the shots when they are there for you. Monica, we're happy to do it. Really appreciate you being with us and uh, representing in Massachusetts. Very cool. Benjamin Flores, who is uh, obviously commenting from the MHH Super Fan Group on Facebook. Glad that you actually said what your name is, because as you can see, unless you give the, within the group, unless you give Facebook permission to show your profile to StreamYard, it won't. So I'm glad you did that. Says I'm super excited for this game. Even scheduled a red eye flight home from Portland Sunday early morning. So I wouldn't miss it. Sure would be nice to have those early wins against the Raiders, Washington and Jets though. Yes, it would. And this is a little interesting uh, anecdote here. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, algorithms and robots and supercomputers and whatnot, but um, Mr. Producer, Scott Kennedy ran through ESPN's playoff machine, picking every game, of course, for the rest of the season. And when it comes to the stakes of this game, the winner of this game was in the playoffs. So there's a lot on the line. It's going to be a, a rock fight. I don't think in the sense where it's batting down the hatches, ball control, grind it out, you know, 15 to, to 12 victory for what, whichever team, but it is going to be an intense throwdown. And you know what? The, Houston Texans would love nothing more than to be that team that finally snaps the Broncos win streak and, and, you know, cools things uh, because they were on a streak of their own. Then they had a little bit of a setback and they're trying to get back on the horse. So as Phil says, well, guys, if we can beat the bills in a game they needed on prime time, I think we can handle the Texans from your lips to the football God's ears. I picked the Broncos. I think they'll come out on top in this one. Just because at this stage, Eric, I can't bet against them. Everything I've seen, I can't bet against them until they give me a reason to. And they just, as great teams, good and great teams do, they find different ways to prevail and win each and every week. Even when you know things kind of unfold helter-skelter and it seems very random, the Broncos unfazed, and I'm buying into that still. I think they got something going. Um, but again, 
Texans get paid too. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out. But, guys, we do have to get going here soon. So, Eric, your prediction obviously is in the article. Guys, go read that when you get a minute after the stream tonight. But uh, you've you've shared a few keys, but, like, if you were to boil it down, what is the most important thing for the Denver Broncos this week in order to come out on top? Take away, take away Tank Dell. Like, they have to. They can't let him take over the game. And that's not going to be an easy matchup because – with the way he plays, Patrick Sertan's not the best matchup for him because of how where Patrick Sertan has struggled this year. It has been against receivers like Tank Dell. So you're putting Jaquan McMillan, and that's a huge task for him, or Fabian Moreau against Tank Dell. And either of those can end up being problematic for the Denver. So you got to do everything you can to limit him, and that probably means making sure – I mean, obviously, you have to make sure there's safety help over the top, but probably making sure that there's – two or three guys would thank Dell in their sights every snap. Peter, the world traveler. So good to see you, my friend. Been a minute since I've seen you. Hi, right back at you. He says on Singapore, uh, from Singapore on Facebook, usually, but on here today, it's good to see Chad on DVDD. It's good to see you, big dog. Really appreciate you, Pete. Hillbilly Thomas. This comment section is pretty cool. I think I'll pop in for more streams. I think we have a great community, uh, both the conversations that happen both live in the actual nightly streams because you remember with with mhh we stream seven nights a week 6 p.m to 7 p.m mountain and then we also have a great morning show built uh broncos for breakfast that's monday tuesday and thursday plus we have a friday morning show uh with thomas hall legends of mile high so we try to keep the conversation flowing covering every nook and cranny of what's happening with your denver broncos and I think it's reflected well, Eric, in the the community and the culture that exists and has 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 been created not by us but by the people who listen and read and comment. Um, and I love seeing that. So I'm happy to hear that that it's a good conversation for you. But uh, guys, that has to do it for us tonight. I got to dip on out of here. It's been a a joy to hang out with you tonight, Eric, and talk shop, and of course see everybody on a Friday night. We don't usually get to see each other on this particular night, but um, I'll be back, of course, Sunday for the gut reaction. Eric has another article about to publish. I think it's publishing in the morning. Bold predictions for Broncos Texans, so stay tuned for that. Shout out to Pearl. I see on Facebook. Love right back at you and respect. Um, There she is, Pearl. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. And as Dylan says here, make sure you like hit the like button on the way out. It's a small thing, guys, but it actually helps us out in a big, bad way with the algo bots. You know, the algorithms help us grow and reach other Broncos fans just like you. Connect with us on social media. You know how to find us. Eric, I don't recall if you guys have like a, a ritual sign-off, but, uh, bro, it's been really fun. Really appreciate the, the the conversation and looking forward to seeing how this game shakes out. Yeah, definitely. It's always great to sit down and, you know, Lance and I, we talk for an hour almost every single week. We talk a lot, you know, in a group chat every single day. So it's always great to sit down and do a show with somebody else. And it's always great to sit down and talk Broncos football with you and uh, just everybody in the community. It's it is a great community and a lot of differing opinions, which is part of what helps make it so great. Amen to that. Again, don't forget to subscribe, like and share. He's Eric Trickle. I'm Chad Jensen. Appreciate each and every one of you for being with us tonight. As a a shout-out to our Super Chat superstars and supporters, Uh, we had Claude, we had The Ronk, we had Phil. Uh, 
we of course had Zeus, uh, we had Troy, we had uh, Grady jumping in with some support tonight. And if I, oh, Monica, Monica, can't forget Monica. Uh, hold on one last message from Mr. Producer. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, so much love and respect, guys. We'll see you. I'll see you on Sunday. Don't forget tomorrow night, though, you have uh, Orange and Blue View with Thomas Hall and Ron White. And uh, Eric, as a parting thing here, some conversation we didn't really touch on. People want to know, is Greg Dulcich coming back this year quickly? From what I understand, not this week, obviously, they, but maybe for the Chargers game, looking more likely if he's going to come back this year, look for the Detroit Lions game or the second game against the Chargers. Broncos are beginning a three-game road trip with the Texans. That's followed by Chargers, Lions, then back home again. So we'll see what happens with, with Dulcich in the next couple of weeks. But for Eric, I'm Chad. Appreciate Scott. Appreciate uh, Dylan helping us out, of course, as always on YouTube. You guys have a great weekend, and we will see you on Sunday. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.